0: Hello, and welcome back to the Val Report Show. I'm Ryan Sylvia with ValReport on Rivals.com, and today we have a very special guest with us, Mark Passwaters of Aggie Yell, that is Texas a and m site on Rivals.com. Make sure you guys check that out. But with Tennessee coming off this bye week and heading into a game with Texas A&M, I thought it'd be a good time to hop onto the Val Report Show with Mark and kind of get to know this opponent that Tennessee is going to be facing first time that they're clashing since that COVID year in 2020, obviously in SEC West team. So in the current format, not a team that Tennessee sees very often. Let's start off. I like to ask this to really all the, all the, all the guys we talk with when we do these opponent previews is kind of, where's the fan base at? Are they happy with how the season has started? Do they want more? And then kind of what's the energy around the team right now at this point in the year?
1: I think the energy around the team is good. Uh they feel like you know they, they're significantly better than they were last year. They played uh Alabama Tough, feel like they should have won that game. Uh the fan base feels the same, and that's why they're annoyed. Uh, mm-hmm. honestly, you take you go back to week two against Miami, AM played a very conservative game plan on both sides of the ball, and it burned them. After that, all of a sudden, this defense has come alive. They're they're sacking everybody. Because they're blitzing and they didn't try to do that against Miami. And now people think, well, you, sh- you should have won that game. And mm-hmm. obviously, they feel like the game was given away this weekend, this past weekend against Alabama. So, four and two is significantly better than last year. But, uh, you know, the coulda, shoulda, wouldas are definitely out. And people are,
0: you know, pretty peeved at, at this point to be four and two. Interesting kind of perspective for Texas A&M, obviously a program similar to Tennessee where there's very high expectations. And if you don't reach those, the the fan base can kind of get upset uh, very quickly. But a positive for Texas A&M at this point of the year has been, on the defensive end, that pass rush has been elite. Uh, One of, if not the best unit in the SEC, along with Tennessee, probably the best two statistical units at getting after the quarterback. At this point, 26 sacks led by Edger and Cooper, what makes this pass rush so effective and what kind of is is giving other teams trouble?
1: Well, I think there are two things. One, you've got a tremendous amount of talent. These guys can go out and win one-on-one matchups as is. But the defensive line is elite. Uh, On their own, they have 30 and a half uh, tackles for loss and 15 sacks. So they can get after it on their own. But I think that DJ Durkin has done a very good job uh, since he I think Jimbo Fisher actually kind of prodded him and said, okay, enough of this crap. You know, you were conservative last year and it cost us, you've been conservative for the first two games and it's cost us turn it loose. And since then, you know, against Auburn, Arkansas, and Alabama, they've had 20 of the 26 sacks. So I think that they've done a good job bringing blitzers from all sorts of different directions. They'll bring them from the corners. The linebackers will come, the nickels will come. They give a lot of different looks and, uh, you know, they, they basically just beaten guys one-on-one as well. And, uh, all of that has come together to basically create havoc the last three games.
0: One of those guys, Walter Nolan. So when you go back to his recruitment, it came down really between Tennessee and AM. and And I think a lot of people expected him to stay home. A guy that graduated from Powell high school here in Knoxville, five-star number two, national number one at his position. He's, putting together a solid year so far second on the team in sash with 422 total tackles kind of how has he been just just an update for for those tennessee fans that followed his recruitment and, and maybe expect him to go to tennessee how has he done so far in his career at AM? and and i know it, it might be tough to kind of tell but do you expect there to be any sort of emotions either way about coming back to knoxville for him well uh to the first part of the question he was good last year he's been excellent this year
1: uh as far as I'm concerned, behind Edron Cooper, he's the, been the second best player on the defense. Uh, he has the benefit of playing next to McKinley Jackson, uh, you know, senior defensive tackle who was outstanding last season. Uh, I think they may be the best one-two punch, not just in the SEC, but the country at that position. Because if you double one, the other's coming for you. And most teams have picked their poison by doubling Jackson, and that's left Nolan one-on-one, and he's just eating people alive. Uh, In terms of emotion, uh, I'm sure it'll be emotional for him. Uh, He was very emotional after last week's game. He really felt like they should have won it. You know, there were tears on the sideline. I mean, they they gave that game away. They know it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's extraordinarily frustrating for him. But, yeah, I I can't imagine there wouldn't be uh, emotion for him to come back to Knoxville. And I I kind of curious to see what the reception may be. I mean, is it going to be uh, you know, the hometown boy makes good, or oh, you traitor, you went to AM instead of Tennessee?
0: Yeah, I I think that's gonna be interesting to kind of look for as well. Cause I, I really can't tell exactly which way it's gonna lean so far. Is it like you said, is it gonna be like that? That's our guy, he's from Knoxville, just like us, and, and we're so proud of him, or is it gonna be I can't believe that you left us type of yeah. situation. So that will be something kind of interesting to look out for, I think, is that that fan reaction, if he makes a big play or, or if that, that name kind of gets called. But let's swing over to the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, the quarterback changed, now Max Johnson. The Tennessee coaching staff pretty much said, uh, Tim Banks, the defense coordinator, literally said, I don't see a, dif- a difference at this point between the two QBs just because there hasn't been much of a laugh, lack of production. A lot of that was credited to just kind of the experience Max Johnson has. In your opinion, what are the differences between the two guys and what are you getting out of Max Johnson at this point in his career?
1: Well, I think that uh, the two biggest differences between Max and Connor Wigman, who was the the starter before he got hurt, is Wigman is a little more mobile, a little more agile. Mm-hmm. He also gets the ball out quicker. I think those are the two things that allowed him to win the quarterback competition in the summer because it was really close. It was really, really close between those two. Uh, You know, Max is a proven commodity in the sec. Now he started games each of the last two seasons for A&M. He was the starter at LSU before that. So going on the road is not going to be anything new for him. He's been there and done that. Uh, You know, for the most part, he's been, you know, real good, real judicious with his throws. Uh, seven touchdowns and two picks. Uh, you know, I think that the biggest problem that was shown last weekend was he does have a tendency to hold onto the ball too long. And Alabama took advantage of that uh, in the second half of that game. And I think that he's going to have to get the ball out faster. And I think that Bobby Petrino needs to help him out with with quicker routes. I think they're, the hot read is going to be really important in this game. And that's going to lead to guys like Anaya Smith and Moose Muhammad getting the ball.
0: You just mentioned Petrino. How have you felt that his offense has has worked this year at AM and kind of what grade would you give him at this point in the year? Uh, considering
1: what they were last year, I give him a flat out A. <laughs> you know, it's it's been light years better. Uh, last week was the first time in this season that they've gone under 400 yards of total offense. They're averaging 35 points. They didn't. They only reached 31 points offensively last year twice. So they're averaging better than their best last year. Uh in terms of yards per game, they're 60 yards a game better. Uh passing game is infinitely better. The running game has taken a, a bit of a step back, but I think that's because, well, you see what Devon Achane is doing yeah. in Miami. That's what he was doing at AM. So that was almost inevitable. But they've got some guys in the backfield who can still hurt you. Le'Veon Moss, I think, is starting to come into his own. So it's not like they can't run. It's with Max, it's become a little more balanced. Uh, you've seen the running game become increasingly important. With Wigman, they were just
0: tossing it all over the place. It, is that kind of the biggest difference that you see from obviously a very disappointing season last year, not what the expectations were, to now? Is it just that kind of step in offensive production or is it something else?
1: Oh, I think that it's that's the primary thing, but I think you also have things like just mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the attitude of the team is better. Uh, they had some guys in there last year that honestly were a detriment. And s- most all of them are gone. And uh, I think that they've got the, the the kind of character that they need. And I think the fact that Jimbo has stepped back from trying to run the offense and become more of a CEO coach mm-hmm. has helped them overall because he's able to recognize, I think, uh, potential problems in the locker room before they really fester.
0: Well, helping Max Johnson, obviously, two very impressive targets at wide receiver in Anaya Smith and Evan Stewart. What are their strengths? What do you expect them to be able to do against this Tennessee defense? And just kind of what is that overall makeup of that wide receiver room? Well,
1: I think that uh, if Tennessee focuses solely on Anaya Smith and Evan Stewart, they're in trouble because there are Mm -hmm. other guys that are going to get them. Uh, Moose Muhammad and Noah Thomas and Jade Walker. All these guys are really good. This is probably the best AM receiver core uh, at least in a decade and possibly ever. They're, they're really good. Uh, Stewart, a uh, little undersized, you know, about six foot, but he's got great speed. He gets open. His cuts are remarkable. Uh, he, he left Kool-Aid McKinstry in the dust on a, on a up and out last weekend or out and up last weekend. And that very rarely happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, once nice gets the ball in his hands, he's one of the most elusive players in college football. Uh, he's an incredible punt returner. You know, if you get him one-on-one with somebody odds are, he's going to make a miss. So those guys have been Max's first and second uh, targets. Target three is usually his brother, Jake, the tight end. Uh, but Moose, uh, Came on last weekend. He had a couple big catches, and if Noah Thomas is healthy, he's a guy that people are going to have trouble matching up with because he's six five, he's really fast, uh, he can go up and get the ball, and he doesn't mind being physical. You know, playing bump and run against a, a corner. So, you know, they have some options. I mean, it's it's it would be maybe too much to say pick your
0: poison, but you've got to be judicious on how you play these guys you you mentioned Jake Johnson I, I was watching I think a lot of people were watching the A&M Alabama game last week and every single time Max throws it to Jake you, you hear I'm targeting his brother again how has that connection been though 17 receptions 156 yards statistically the third most receptions third most yards he's found the end zone twice kind of what it, what are you getting out of that at the tight end position uh you know honestly
1: it, they're they're doing well they they're getting production out of Jake it's not as good at tight end as it could be because the best guy to have Donovan green tore his ACL in the summer and he's out for the year. He, he He's going to be special, but Jake is no slouch himself. He's been an excellent safety valve for max. Uh, he's obviously got those two touchdowns, both from his brother. Uh, you know, you can tell that these guys have been throwing the ball to one another their entire yeah. lives because there's that, uh, you know, that, unspoken ability to to figure out where, you know, Jake's going to be and where Max is going to have to throw and all that. And it's been, you know, really helpful. They, they had a touchdown against Auburn. They had a touchdown against Alabama, huge first down late in the first half against Arkansas, uh, where Jake had to go up and make a, a big catch. Uh, you know, so certainly that, that Johnson and
0: Johnson, uh, combination has been extremely helpful for the Aggies. You mentioned earlier, to replacing Devon A. Chan and, and kind of how that's maybe been somewhat of a growing pain trying to find that other guy. You, you mentioned Le'Veon Moss as a guy that stepped up as well, 325 rushing yards and three touchdowns. But how how is that run game progressing? Is it one of those situations where you can kind of see it game by game taking the step in the right direction, or is it still kind of maybe pulling teeth to get that run game going? Well, they, they performed pretty well against Auburn. They performed really well against Arkansas.
1: Alabama was a step back, but I think that, you know, you got to give Alabama a lot of credit. They, they're just good. Uh, You know, but you're starting to, to see them iron out who's going to get the most carries and Moss is the guy that the last two, three games has been the one. And I Mm -hmm. think that should be, he's been the, the most complete of the backs He's the most physical. He also doesn't dance around. He, If he gets the ball, he hits the hole. And uh, Amari Daniels is really good as well, but he likes to try to bounce it outside and, and get the big run when he should probably just be going north-south. Mm-hmm. Reuben Owens is going to be excellent in time. He's a true freshman. He's still figuring this thing out. But if you get him in the open field, he's dynamic. But Moss right now is the most complete of the three backs. I think in a slugfest, like I anticipate this game will be, he'll be the fellow in the backfield the majority of the time.
0: For for Tennessee fans, it almost reminds me of last year's Tennessee team. Same three guys as this year for Tennessee, but you have those two guys, Jabari Small and Jalen Wright, who who are kind of getting the bulk of those carries, and one's the more downhill runner, one likes to bounce a little bit more, and then you have that freshman who was Dylan Sampson, now a sophomore, who was kind of the, the home run hitter who, if – you could tell he had the bright future so so in some ways uh from that it it kind of reminds me of that type of situation you have those two guys but you can tell that you also have that foundation to to build forward on um let's do score predictions uh you don't have to give me an exact score if you don't have one yet but how do you see this game going uh how do you see the the margin of victory for either way looking exactly and just kind of what are your overall thoughts about what we'll see Saturday?
1: Well, I think there are two things that you got to look at. One, can a uh, and keep Max upright? Uh, you know, obviously five sacks last weekend against uh, Alabama is not good. Uh, obviously, Tennessee brings the heat. Uh, if they can keep him upright, then they'll move the ball and they'll probably score some points. On the other hand, can A&M continue to stop the run? Uh, Mm -hmm. You've got the number eight rush defense against the number seven rush offense, and that's you know that that just screams slugfest to me. Uh, You know they they absolutely shut Alabama down. I mean, twenty six carries, twenty three yards, along with the six sacks. But you know it's honestly it's kind defensively it's kind of like mirror images of each other. They are they're so similar in, in how they, they operate. Um, you know, AM has not won on the road in a while. I do like, you know, talent on talent. I I think AM's better, but you know, I, I really think this game's gonna be close. I can't see it being a, a a high scoring game. I think that this, you know, there's gonna be a lot more defense played than offense, and it may
0: be a turnover that decides this thing. Do you have a, a lean either way? You don't. You don't have to say if you don't have one, but it, or is it just kind of a coin flip at this point? I, 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 you
1: know, they got it as a three, three and a half point game. That's about the way I look at it. It's just, it's really close. It's an honest to goodness coin flip. You know, both teams. Uh, I wouldn't say they're mirror images of one another, but they have an awful lot of similarities in terms of how they play schematically on both sides of the ball, how their results have gone so far this year you know, it's just, it's a very tough game to call, but I think that whoever
0: wins it is going to be in, in a real good position going forward. All right, Mark, that is all we have, but make sure you tell everyone where they can kind of find your work, where they can follow you on Twitter and, and all of that good stuff.
1: Yeah. I'm at MVP rivals on Twitter and uh, you know, obviously Aggie I'm actually working on uh, our game previews where we break down the offense against the defense and the defense against the offense. So Uh, Obviously, there will be a a lot of Tennessee talk this week. So if
0: you'd like to swing by, feel free. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me. Guys, make sure you head over to ValReport.com as well for all of our content over there. Hop in the Rocky Top Forum. Grab yourself a subscription. Links to everything you need is in the description. Uh, And thank you for watching.